I think that as girls, like we're raised to play small, we're taught to play small, we're programmed to play small, to be agreeable. Like in school, we're rewarded for being obedient, for keeping our mouths shut. And as an adult woman in the corporate environment or as a business owner, like that doesn't serve you anymore. Being like agreeable and obedient and playing small no longer serves you. So you have to unlearn those behaviors, which is easier for some people than others, depending on your environment, the people around you, the way that maybe the company you're with is pushing you or helping you develop and grow. But coaching and having like a mentor and that accountability, whether it's formal or informal, can help women unlearn those behaviors that perhaps you grew up with that are no longer serving you. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hey, babe, babe, how are you? Okay, full disclosure, I have tried to do this intro like 17 times. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Normally I'm a one take wonder and it's a big joke. If I don't do it one take, it does take 17 takes. And I share that with you because it's not about being perfect. Those other 16 takes were actually not imperfect or bad. Uh, a couple times the water turned on another time I dropped something, <laughs> I sneezed on one and three of them, I didn't even hit record. So it's okay to be imperfect. In fact, it's better. It's way more fun. And some of the things I hear from you the most is how authentic I am. And that's what you look about it. And I share that not to be as like a braggy person, but to give you permission because I know myself. And I remember before I could handle being imperfect, I would let other people make mistakes, but I wouldn't let me make a mistake. It wasn't okay for me to make a mistake, but it was okay for everyone else to make a mistake. And so if that's you, if you are giving full permission for imperfection to other people, but you are holding yourself to some sort of standard that is unachievable, hi, there is another way. And you can be it till you see it. You can literally laugh about the mistake you made. Just like laugh about it. Just like start <laughs> laugh about it. You can give yourself permission to try again. It's called try. I don't know why Yoda said there's only do, there's no try. There's so many tries. And I, I know my Star Wars people are going to get mad at me, but please explain to me how he means something different because <laughs> you can try and you start again. You can start again. You can start again. You can start again. Unless you're a brain surgeon working on someone's brain, you can start again. And maybe even they have like some sort of way of figuring that out. So I love you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for your amazing feedback. Thank you for giving me permission to be authentic. And I hope that this gives you permission to be authentic. And I can't think of a better guest for this intro to go with, for this weird trial and error intro to go with, but then our guest, Kate Hudson, because this woman is a life coach and executive career coach for women. She is helping women be themselves, be their bold versions of themselves to help them see and have the life and career they want to have with joy. And I really am excited for you to hear her words because not only are there so many gems, like get your notebook out, okay? But also some great takes on some things that you probably have been doing in your life and wondering why you do them and if they're working. 
I'm talking like some really awesome stuff towards things that like we all do, we've all been told to do. And we kind of like, us is working. And she's also super authentic. She also is figuring herself out. She's also being it till she sees. I can't wait for you to hear what she's doing. Cause oh my gosh, the stuff that came from that. Anyway, she's my new friend. <laughs> I, I hope to hang out with her. I got to figure out what she's in California. So when I'm in California, I can meet her in real life. But if she resonates with you, do me a humongous favor and hers too. Share this with a friend, text it to a friend, screenshot this, tag us both. Not only does it help other people get inspired and hear her words and only to see this podcast out, but actually it helps you remember and solidify what you just learned from this podcast. When you tell someone, oh my gosh, I learned X, Y, and Z from this podcast. You actually just ingrain it to yourself. You want to learn something better, teach it to somebody. That's how it goes. So let's get to Kate because you got to hear these words. You got to hear these words and here she is. It's here. OPC Summer Camp. You know, that thing we started last year? Well, we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world, which means all day long you can nerd out with me at Camp Zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite Pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot. No, you can have the amazing food in your own home. You can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for. In fact, you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money. In fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got reformer. We've got some happy hip reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! All right, be it, babe. I am really excited because I found this guest and I was like, this girl is being it till she sees it. Like I, I'm sure she did. And in fact, she has so many be it moments, like ways that she acted as if before, like to get to where she is right now. And I can't wait to have her share her stories, but also how she did it. Um, because I know so many of you are like, yes, I can do it, but maybe not. And then you kind of fall back in the wayside. So Kate Hudson is here. I'm so excited. Can you tell everyone who you are and what you're up to these days? Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Leslie. I'm Kate Hudson. I'm an executive life coach and owner of Shattered Glass Coaching. So in my coaching business, I work with professional women and it's kind of where life coaching meets career coaching. So about half the women I work with are corporate. The other half are business owners. And we're working on showing up with confidence, taking control of your career, and really like stepping into that most powerful version of you so that your life and your job can be joyful, fulfilling, energetic, and you can really make it what you want it to be. Okay. That's amazing. I have so many questions there, but before, before we go into the, the, the things that I'm really eager about, was that something you like went to school for? Like, how did you just like, when you like always knew you're gonna be a coach, how does, do you know what I mean? Like there's this like point where you're like learning to be a coach and then your coach, I know as a Pilates teacher, I was like, when am I a Pilates teacher? So what was the journey? Because you don't start off with like a handful of executive women just like pounding on your door going, hey, help me balance all these things. Absolutely. So I've always been in like a leadership teacher coach kind of position, even since I was in middle school and I was doing like assistant coaching for soccer. So I've always had this part of me that loved teaching and helping other people and being that encourager, supporter, coach. I was actually a teacher for two years straight out of college. I did Teach for America right out of college in rural Louisiana. So that education teacher piece has always been there. And then I joined the corporate world in my 20s. 
And it took me, so I was there for seven years and I, I enjoyed my position, but I was seeing myself and so many of the women that I worked with go through the same struggles and the same challenges. And I loved being in that leadership position where I could help mentor and guide other women and kind of figure it out together. Then I started speaking at conferences across the country about some of the leadership and training that I was doing with the women that I worked with. And when I started speaking about it and teaching other people and educating and coaching, I was like, this is where my heart is. This is where my passion is. I have to get out of the company that I'm at and I've got to start doing this full time, this coaching, speaking, educating piece. And I didn't know what that looked like. I considered like going into HR for a little while, which looking back, that wasn't it. <laughs> the moment you said that, my my face is like, ew. Not that, no, no offense to the HR people listening, but like, it doesn't work for you. It's not, it's not what you just described. <laughs> no, I know. And so I was like, I don't know what I want to do, but I know I want to do more of the mentorship, the coaching, the teaching. And I was actually, I, I went to El Salvador on this like soul-seeking journey <laughs> I love how, I love how either Costa Rica, El Salvador, it's like somewhere right. international. We all have to go to our eat, pray, love moment. <laughs> yes. Somewhere with like a jungle on a beach where you can figure things out. And I'm sitting on a beach with this girl that I, I met on a surfboard and I'm telling her like, I don't know what to do next in my career. I've got to get out of corporate. I want to help women in the corporate world to advance their skills, step into their power. How do I do this? And she's like, you need to become a coach, like a life coach or a career coach. You need to become a coach. I'm like, eh, okay, I'll think on it. Yeah. <laughs> so I get home from El Salvador, back with me. And I actually started researching just female coaches that I thought looked cool on LinkedIn. And I reached out and I'm like, can I borrow 15 minutes of your time and just like ask you questions about what you do, how you got into it, what you And they said yes. Like. Yeah. That is so crazy. That's amazing. Right? I know. And I started to kind of just like build that network of other coaches and pick their brains and realize like, yeah, this is a good fit for me. I can do what they're doing and I can do it well. And I would love it. Like this can be a real career. And so from there, I was like, I'm doing this. I quit my full-time job. I did get certified as a coach through the health coach Institute. It was like a six month online training. And immediately after completing the training, I launched my business online and the rest is history. That is amazing. Okay. So what did you do from graduation to first client to make yourself realize that you were what you wanted to be? Because I think a lot of people do a training. I see this in the, in the world that I'm in, they do a training, but they, it's almost like until they're year five, they're so like, well, I'm, I'm a new, I'm new. I'm a teacher. Like there's this like shyness about it. Like this, like maybe they're, they're not validating themselves yet. So what, what was that process for you from going from graduation to client? Yeah. And I, I think that I knew I wanted to work with professional women. So I already had that as a baseline, mm -hmm. but professional women, like that's kind of broad. And so starting to work with people who were my friends, people who were in my network, people who had worked under me previously, where I was their leader at a previous job, working with them kind of helped me dial in like, okay, here are the specifics of what I think are most important. And I know mindset is such like a broad term and it's kind of a buzzword right now, but I think it's so important and realizing that the specific mindset of like a corporate woman and how she develops this mindset of confidence and power, and then utilizes that mindset in her everyday career. That's where I was like, okay, this is interesting. If you can develop that powerful 
bold, confident mindset, that's where you become truly unstoppable and it translates into other areas of your life. So I became obsessed with this idea of just like confidence, being bold, being badass and applying that to personal and professional life. That's cool. I love this. All right. You're the coach now. You've got your coaching all these women. What is it that you see that is kind of holding women back from stepping into their bold power? Because you mentioned that word and like you step into it. So like what, 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 what is there, is there a common thread or is it like, it just depends on the person, but I feel like so many women kind of hold themselves back in everything that they do. Like whether it's being until they see it or like they're in the job that they always wanted and they kind of just feel like we play small. There's a few common themes that I see. And number one, you mentioned playing small. I think that as girls, like we're raised to play small, we're taught to play small, we're programmed to play small, to be agreeable. Like in school, we're rewarded for being obedient, for keeping our mouths shut. And as an adult woman in the corporate environment or as a business owner, like that doesn't serve you anymore. Being like agreeable and obedient and playing small no longer serves you. So you have to unlearn those behaviors, which is easier for some people than others, depending on your environment, the people around you, the way that maybe the company you're with is pushing you or helping you develop and grow. But coaching and having like a mentor and that accountability, whether it's formal or informal, can help women unlearn those behaviors that perhaps you grew up with that are no longer serving you. And it really is like teaching and training yourself and practicing how to be a risk taker, how to be bold, how to be confident. Cause that, that mindset of, I no longer need to stay in my lane. I can switch lanes, turn my blinker on anytime I want exit here, come back on. That is really powerful for creating change in your career and your life. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That analogy of like, you can just turn your blinker on. You can just change lanes. You can just exit the freeway. You can take the scenic route and come back on. Like I'm a visual person. So I just like pictured all of that. That's, uh, <laughs> that's why you're so good at what you do. So, you know, um, one of, as, as you said, unlearn, does that, I mean, as a life coach, I think that's very different than therapy. So is that like more practical stuff that you have people do, or is it like they got to go to therapy and work on that part? How do you you work on that unlearning part? That's where it gets a little bit more personal and specific, depending on the person. And I think that with coaching, one thing that's so great, it's about being aware of like where you are now and where you want to go in the future. So therapy is so wonderful for talking through things that have happened in your past and how it's still affecting you and how you can work through that. It it might be trauma. It might just be grief or things that have impacted you. But coaching is more about looking ahead and like, okay, here's where I am now. And I have that awareness. And now what can I do with it? How can I change my habits, my actions, my words, my behaviors to get to this future point that I want to be at? Yeah. Thank you for explaining that because I understand the difference between the therapy and the life coaching. Sometimes like Brad will listen to this and sometimes he's like, what is, what is this life coaching? What, what is it? Right. And like, that is the most, that's the best explanation I've ever heard of like the difference between the two. Cause I think it can get really muddy and people get a little confused. So if you're listening to this and you're wanting to work on the future that you need a life coach. And if you need to work on your stuff, <laughs> find a therapist. Um, so, okay. You mentioned habits. And mindset and things like that. What are with these, with these women that you specifically coach, like what are some of the habits that you are having them focus on or what are, what are you seeing that they should be thinking about as far as habits go? Yeah. So morning routines are huge right now in the personal development world. And you like hear about this from every 
professional development or personal development book you read. And I am so obsessed with helping my clients dial in an intentional morning. And that can be five minutes or 25 minutes or an hour. But first things first, like if you have something that you need to do in your day, any day, there needs to be some kind of intention behind it. So waking up and starting your day with intention, whether that's moving your body, journaling, meditation, personal reflection time, whatever it is, developing a morning intention that works for you. And that's different from person to person, but starting that off and making it a habit is one way that you can move through your day with a lot more intentionality rather than just like putting out fires and being reactive and letting your day run you, you can start to run your day instead. So in terms of habits, that's where I like to start. Yeah. Okay. I like that you call it an intentional morning. I'm a big, everyone who's listening knows this. I'm a big morning routine person. I have a very, like, I I love mine. And it is now turned into this like three hour... (laughs) Your skincare, right? You have your skincare. Oh yeah. I have, I do that. I have, um, I mean, well, the morning routine, you know, starts the night before really. So it starts with the nighttime routine, (laughs) but I, I do, I have, I have this morning walk that like somehow just keeps getting longer. And then like, depending on the day, there's, you know, other parts to it, but And then there's, um, there's the time that I also put on the air purifier. There's a whole thing, but I, I don't think I've ever used the word intentional morning. And the reason I do that is when I don't have my intentional morning, it really does set me up in this reactive state. And specifically while we're talking, this is in the past, when you're listening to this, everyone, I was on my walk, but I was totally breaking all of my rules of my morning routine. I was texting people. I was checking my work email. And of course at eight o'clock, I see something that's wrong in the business. And I had a complete reaction mode. And I was like, we have to start this morning over. <laughs> we have to start it over because I, I really did not set myself up for how I like my days to go. Exactly. I totally hear you. I noticed a few weeks ago I was getting the Sunday scaries really bad, which is like pretty unlike me. Usually I'm I'm in a good state over the weekend. But I was like noticing that I was feeling a little bit more anxious than usual on Sundays. And I realized it was because on Sundays I was abandoning what I would call as like my typical morning routine. Like I'm a big journaler. That's, that's like how I set my intention for the day. I wasn't journaling on Sundays. I'm like sleeping in coffee in bed, doing something different, just like letting the lazy Sunday get, get to me. And I'm like, if I would just journal and set that morning intention, then I probably could avoid some of this anxious feeling that I'm having and feel like I'm more set up for like a more joyful day. And so I actually incorporated the journaling back into my Sunday and I'm like, okay, that was it. All I needed to do was like be intentional about it and not abandon the things that keep me centered and grounded. Yeah. I know from many of the listeners who have reached out, they're like, but what do I journal? And I, I'm personally a morning pages kind of person. Cause I don't, I'm a perfectionist overachiever in recovery. And so I was like, I, if, if you don't know the story, my therapist is like, do you have a journal? And I said, I do. And she's, this is a couple of years ago. Um, and she's like, okay. She's like, well, I want you to journal every morning. And I was like, okay, no problem. And then the week next week go by, I'm like, so what am I supposed to journal? Like, I don't, I, I was like, what, like, do I do gratitudes? Do I, she's like, oh my gosh, just brain dump. That's all I want you to do. And it's kind of crazy how amazing that is. But I know some people have like set, they have questions that they ask themselves. Like what is for the person who doesn't like my morning pages, what else do you, what else, what other journaling prompts can you be doing? Yeah. And my journal is all over the place. Like every day it's something different, 
but a square one for somebody who's just getting into journaling, you can simply write, like, what do you want your day to look like and feel like? What emotions do you want to feel that day? And then what do you need to do throughout the day to create those emotions? So if you want to feel joyful, if you want to feel energetic, if you want to feel confident, write about how you want to feel and what you can do that day to set yourself up to feel like that. I'm and that this. way, yeah, go <laughs> for it. And that way you're like stating your intention of the day and being proactive, not just about like what's happening and what you're accomplishing, but how you want to feel. And if you can do that in advance, then again, you're not just being reactive and putting out fires. You're setting yourself up for success. Um, I'm also big into gratitudes as well, but sometimes, and I actually had one of my coaches who told me this sometimes on the other hand, if I'm like waking up and I'm in a really negative headspace for some reason, I'm tired, I'm upset, I'm frustrated about something. One thing I'll do is get all the negative emotions out on paper and it's a bit of a brain dump, but it's like a, like fire on the page brain dump. And then I'll actually just rip it out of my journal and like throw it away. I flushed it down the toilet before. And that is so liberating to just like get those negative thoughts down on paper and then flush them. I'm like, goodbye. You're not staying with me today. And I use that as a tool sometimes. So you can use journaling however you need to. Whatever headspace you wake up in, your journal is there as a tool for you and you can use it accordingly. Oh, I love that permission. Thank you so much for that. And I think that's a really good idea. I know some somebody told me that they burn their morning pages and I was like, wow, <laughs> I, my, I was doing something the other day. I was trying to burn my sage and Brad was watching me. He's like, he's like, oh my God, are you going to burn the house down? I was like, no, I think I'm okay. He's like, no, you did not play with fire as a child. You have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> and of course I look around the house and it's just like smoke everywhere. So, um, so <laughs> I, I need to be supervised on the, on the flames, but I, um, I like the idea of like ripping it out and getting rid of it. So it's not, you're not carrying it with you. I think that's really great. Also just gave like me 17 new things to try out on my intentional morning. Um, so I would love to know, cause you mentioned you have a coach, you're a life coach. I think a lot of people would probably put you up on some sort of pedestal that like life is so good for you. It's super, super easy. <laughs> You've got it all figured out because I know we're all imperfect people and we're all in process. What are you currently like working on and being it till you see it in this moment? Like what's something that you're focusing on in your career and your life? Like you, I'm also a recovering like perfectionist, people pleaser, getting over all of that. And right now I'm in what I'm calling my no filter era. And (laughs) I used to be like this person that wanted to come across as like shiny and pretty and perfect to everybody. And I'm working with my coach to let go of that. And I can be quite blunt when I want to be, and usually with my friends and family. And I'm working on just like letting that blunt side come across in an authentic way that's that's kind and is is you know in alignment with my mission and what I want to do, but in a way that's genuine and is like who I am and not trying to please people and mm-hmm. saying no to people or things on my schedule, in my life, in my relationships that like aren't in alignment with where I want to go. And it's hard. It's so hard, especially when you've been saying I've been a yes girl forever. And now I'm in my unfiltered era. Yeah. That's okay. So, and, and maybe, and maybe you're still working on this. Um, 
because I, I love no, I tell people, I'm like, you can say, cause you can always change your mind. You can always go, you know what? Actually my schedule reopened, you know, is it still available? If it's not, then it wasn't for you. Cause I I've been saying forever. And I really thought I heard it from someone else, but I looked it up. And as far as I can tell, I said it first, but if you, if I'm wrong, people let me know, but it's like, whatever's for you will not pass you. And so when you say no, and then you're like, oh, maybe I should have said yes. If it is for you, it won't pass you, you know, like it's going to come back around. And it's really, it's really insane. This one opportunity I had to pick from two things, one that I really loved the other one I loved and it paid. And I was like, oh, do I want to do the thing I really love or the thing that I love and it pays. And I was like, I kind of actually need to get paid <laughs> for what I do. So I'm going to choose that one. And I was like, oh, I can't believe I'm going to like miss it. And it was 2020. So I got to do both things online. Oh my gosh. How crazy because oh. the way it worked out, like I had to do it for my house. So I was able to go, Hey, you know what? I, I actually can do both things. I'm only teaching at this thing on these times. I can teach at your thing on these times and I had to do both. And so it's like, you know, be careful. It, it was meant for you. It was totally meant for me. And I'm so sorry for the pandemic. No, I'm kidding. I did not cause it, but, um, but I, but I, I use that as a thing. So I love that you're saying no, I love I think a lot of women are, well, I think there's a lot of people that are people pleasers, but a lot of women are because, um, we want to be seen as being nice and being a team player. And like, we don't want to rock the boat. Um, we don't want to anyone to think that we're, you know, mean or anything like that. What are you doing to like, not people please? Like, what are you, what do you, is there something you tell yourself? Is there something that you, you do like, do you have a pep talk to yourself? What is it? Cause I know I got a lot of people pleasers listening. Okay. Number one is I've learned to realize that when I'm saying no to something, I'm actually saying yes to something else. So if I think about like, okay, a year ago, I was like itching to get out there, you know, things, I live in California, things were opening back up. I wanted to be social. I wanted to just like hang out with my friends all the time. And then I realized I was exhausted and I like hadn't read a book in a month. I was drained. And I'm like, I need to start saying no to social activities, right? And it became a lot easier for me to start saying no when I realized what it was that I was saying yes to. Mm -hmm. A good night's sleep, a night in bed with a cup of tea and a novel, quiet time with myself, like in the bathtub. I wasn't getting those things because I was spending too much time with friends. And when I started to see that I was saying yes to those things, when I said no, it made it a lot easier to say no. Mm -hmm. So I say that because. For anyone listening, if you're like, I need to get better at saying no and drawing those boundaries. If you can think about what are you saying yes to when you're saying no to something, it makes it a lot easier to put your foot down and say no and draw that boundary. Brilliant. So brilliant. Such a great thing for anyone, whether you think you're a people pleaser or not, like just any, and that, and you know, you may have to like, I know for myself, I had to put in my calendar some of those things that I wanted to be doing so that when I was asked like, Hey, can you go to dinner? I could see it says, read a book, <laughs> walk the dogs, <laughs> you know, like have those things in there until it becomes so ingrained in you. You don't have to be reminded of the yes things, you know, that might for, for those of you who need a little bit extra help, that's what really helped me. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to have to when am I going to read that book? And when am I going to walk the dog? Who's going to walk these dogs? Because they're not going to sleep if they're not walked. <laughs> then I'm not And not, not confusing your free time with your availability. Okay. Well, then that's another good one. <laughs> <laughs> that is such, yes, 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 yes. Oh, I really love that. 
That's true. I have a whole way that I do my schedule. So I have like rocks, gemstones, and glitter because glitter is the stuff you can do at any time, right? Like glitter, like it glitter, like it gets on everything. So, and people are like, what's glitter? I'm like, if you can do it on the toilet or you can do it in line at Starbucks, it's glitter. It's glitter. You know, like I, I know you could probably sign for a mortgage while you're out shopping the way everything's digital. But the truth is, is like anytime you check your email, social media, that's all glitter. Paying your bills, you can do that from like automation. The rocks are these like appointments. That's when I go to, like when you go to bed, when you wake up, it's like when you, like those things that are really important to you. And there's like two kinds of rocks. And then there's also the ones that like for work. So like when you'd actually do the thing that you do for, like those are rocks. Those are, they're harder to move. They kind of have a set time. They're pretty big. They take up space and that's where they are. And then gemstones is the time that you work on the things that actually you want to have in the future. So these are the things that move your business forward or move your life forward or things and help you grow into the thing that you want to do. And so I have, and my team can see it. They have, it has little, like the actual emoji of diamonds on all these like time blocks that are, that would be during the day, like when I could be working, but I'm not available. That is my gemstone time. And so when they're like, oh, when can I book these things? I'm like, you can book in the office hours just because it looks like it's available. doesn't mean it's free. <laughs> that is genius. And it also shows me that you're really clear on for you, what are the priorities and values and things that matter most your, your WMI, what's most important for moving you forward. Because that, that's another tip for, for saying no and pushing back against people pleasing is to get really clear on what is most important to you. What are your priorities? What are your values? What are the big rocks or gemstones that, that are going to move you forward? And not what everyone else would think is wonderful if you were going to do, but in your heart of hearts, like what is important to you? And then pushing back against everything that's not that. Yeah. And being able to say no to things that aren't part of your priorities and values and most important things in your life. And when you say no to other things, it's almost this like magnetic no, where you say no, and it's a magnet for the things that are meant to be yours. And I love that because it's such a good reflection of what matters to you. And when you can make your actions in alignment with your values, that's where the magic starts happening. Oh, I love it. A magnet. No, that's great. We, that's amazing. I, I, we need it. That needs to be like an actual magnet or something. Like there needs to be something like physical for that. Kate, you need to have merch. All right. <laughs> we're going to take a brief pause and then we're going to find out where we can find you, follow you, learn from you, coach with you and all of that. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality, and that's why for three years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances, while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. 
holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. Okay, Kate, now that everyone's like, I need to be a magnet for the yes stuff and, you know, have these magnetic repelling no's, um, where can they find you? Where can they coach with you? What do you got? Yeah, my coaching business is called Shattered Glass Coaching. I'm all about the female empowerment. My website is shatteredglasscoaching.com. And that's where you can read about my 90-day one-on-one coaching program. I have offered group programs in the past and probably will in the future but currently just one-on-one coaching and you can book a free call there. And then you can find me on Instagram at shattered.glass.coaching. I release content daily. So you can find me there. Oh, I love. Also, um, there's a necklace that's a shattered glass. We'll talk about it offline. I'll put it in the show notes, everyone. Don't worry. Anyways, we have to get to your beat action items. That's most important right now. So bold, executable, intrinsic or targeted action steps people can take to be it till they see it. What do you have? Once a month for the rest of the year, try something new that you have never tried before. It can be something physical, like trying a kickboxing class or a Pilates class if you've never tried it. It can be a new creative hobby, like trying out photography. It can be going to a social or networking event that you've never tried before but go to at least one new thing every month for the rest of the year. So as we're recording this, there's six months left. So six opportunities to do that. And when you do this, notice how it builds upon your confident mindset. And you might try something new and you might fail, or you might try something new and you might succeed. And when you do that time after time, it starts to build upon your confidence and translate into every other area of your life. Mm. Oh, I'm into this. I'm so into this. I like a good challenge. And I also, um, Brad and I did the artist way and you had to do a new thing every week by yourself. Every week. Ooh. Yeah. It's a little intense. It didn't have to be necessarily new, but it had to be something by yourself. That's not your normal thing. So like, if you normally, you know, go see, like walk around your neighborhood, like go to a garden and walk around the garden, you know, that kind of a thing for those of you who are taking on this action, it's okay if it's really hard in the beginning. And it's okay yeah. if you talk yourself out of it. I remember driving to a bookstore and going, do I really want to go in? I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a bookstore. Like what is going to happen <laughs> to me at this bookstore? You know? So, so, but I remember going, it'd be so much easier if I could just go do the thing that I always do. But you're right. It's so bold and to try something else. And then also you get used to failing or used to succeeding or used to doing new things and being uncomfortable. I love this so much. Kate, 
You're amazing. Thank you for being here. Everyone, how are you going to use these tips in your life? Kate and I want to know. Make sure you tag us both on Instagram when you screenshot this episode. Send it to a girlfriend who needs to hear this, right? Send it to someone who needs to be empowered to say no, because that means they're saying yes to something. And until next time, be it till you see it. episode of the be it till you see it podcast one thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast also make sure to introduce yourself over at the be it pod on instagram i would love to know more about you share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it help us and others be it till you see it have an awesome day Be It Till You See It is a production of As The Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music. And our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mandal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast, and our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can. And to Angelina Herrico for transcribing each of our episodes so you can find them on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. my coffee lovers, I got something for you. And I know most of you are coffee lovers because if you're listening to this, you have lots of things you're doing and coffee is something that you are taking with you everywhere you go. In fact, I know the Plaza instructors around here are taking coffee, kombucha, tea, and water into every class that they take. So this one is amazing because this is Pure Cafe Bold. They have two options for you. They've got black coffee and then they've got a caramel coffee latte, which is amazing. And here's why it's amazing. It's pre-brewed. So it comes in this amazing little packet and you can actually just take the packet in to your office, your work on a plane like we've been doing. And then you pour hot water in and boom, you've got coffee. And this coffee actually has some amazing stuff. It's not just regular coffee. This coffee supports your immune system. It boosts cognitive function, increases stamina, it reduces stress, and it has cordyceps. And what are cordyceps, you ask? Oh, that's right, Brad's here. Nature's powerful secret energizer, a rare species of fungi, cordyceps is renowned for its invigorating properties and centuries-old use in traditional medicine packed with essential nutrients. This natural adaptogen boosts stamina and supports overall well-being. And seriously, it's actually super simple to make. Leslie and I have taken it camping. Yeah. I'll use it in the afternoon. We're taking it everywhere because I'm tired of conferences and different hotels having burnt coffee. It's a thousand times better than the terrible coffee that you get on an airplane. And the black coffee is like less than a dollar a packet. So it's like, it's really kind of amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the caramel myself. He the does caramel like has it. a little bit of, uh, of milk in it. So. It has some dairy. So my dairy free peeps, you, you can't do the caramel, but you can do the black, right? Yeah. The black coffee is vegan, keto, gluten-free, non-GMO, nut-free, dairy-free, fat-free, and CGMP compliant. All right. So here's the deal. You need to go to beitpod.com slash coffee, B-E-I-T-P-O-D.com slash coffee. 
And when you do that, you are going to be able to get some amazing coffee that we're loving. You can buy it as a one-time purchase or you can actually get it as a subscription. There's even family packs. So if you know that you've got a lot of coffee drinkers in your household, this is amazing. And it's honestly cheaper than all the coffees we've been making at home. So we are so excited. I hope you are. Go to beatpod.com slash coffee. And, you know, cheers to you and I. Every morning, we'll be drinking the same coffee together. Woo!